Webway Worldwide. Webway Worldwide. This is the Worldwide Webway, Dark City Discord, and I'm Batch Bro Scott. And I'm Batch Bro Stuart, and we're bringing to you another session about our obsessions. Obsessions from Komarag, out from the Dark City and into your ear. All right, Stuart, what are we talking about today? You know what? Um, <clears throat> I'm so glad to be done with faction previews and that tint's on its way. <laughs> so now we can talk about what we want to talk about. We talked about Dr- Drakari last session, and then this one, we Scott and I um, put together the Leviathan box set and took GW's challenge into play a little game. The Battle of Agram. Yes, we participated twice. We did, and... Uh, Looking at the points, it was 815 versus 980, Tyranids down, but both games uh, literally came to a coin flip because we tied. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, more on that, but yeah, because like, well, what did you say before we went on air? It's like, you can, no 40k game is ever played perfectly. No. And, and that, that's a big takeaway in this, and a lot to learn and look forward to learning in 10th edition, Ruins, Line of Sight. Are you kidding me? Um <laughs> It's janky. It, it, it's interesting. Um, you know, holistically, I, I like the approach that you know, like a vehicle can't roll up and blow through the door. But you know, we've talked about this to death. But seeing it in action was was pretty cool. Um, don't worry, listeners. We're not going to bore you with a turn by turn play down the run through of it. But uh, if I may, I did want to call out a couple of the MVP, MVPs from the Tyranid side. Uh, Batch Bro Scott here, your late night Kabbalite, had the pleasure of playing Tyranids, whereas Stukari over here is went back to his roots of the Marines. Marines so, had a lot of had a lot to him. I don't know what my MVP was. Uh, probably Terminators and a Captain. Yeah, I'll say Terminators, Captain, and your Oath of Moment when oh, you goodness. chose to use it on units. It's like everybody became the most, you know, the MVP of that turn. Uh, I did like your Stern Guard. They were pretty hot. Um, the Flame Dudes didn't were not positioned. They, they're short range and the big block of 10 of them. I should have took two fives. But yeah, the uh, positioning was very odd. So you had on one side of the table, your your flamer units sort of oh far and away from the heavy massive infantry and really just set up for the Barbagons. So those things like, holy crap. Like if there was an MVP, I had to say for my side, Nero Tyrant. And are they saying they were Barbagons? Barbagons, yeah. Yeah, I mean, those- Barbagons. Barbagons, the big cannon dudes rolling in there and, and spraying and squirting everyone down and making them- Roll battle shock and go a heck of a lot slower. Um, yeah, it did. Uh, I mean, they didn't really do much other than kill a couple of the with the bodies from the ty- the Nero tyrant. Yeah, those little <laughs> little dogs. I forget what the heck they're called. Nero guns. Nero guns. Yeah. Yeah. So takes. Uh, what do you think on the marine side from your point of view was uh, was uh, really good? I mean, I, I know so. Again, listeners. Well, I can eight, tell you why. It doesn't, I'm not even getting a number. Yeah, a fifteen versus nine eighty. So there's a pretty big gap. Uh, but uh, what do you think was? Uh, yeah, the, the ballistis dreadnought is that right? The ballistis dreadnought. Yeah, that was. So not only in the whole army, you only have a handful of things in the Leviathan box set that can wound on anything better than a you know five or you know lower than a five six for that matter. Most things are wounding it on six. Is what I'm trying to say. Uh, so there's a little bit of encouragement to take the uh, ability to let you, you know, lethal hits on vehicles. But no, I that thing was scary because it could effectively just kill a big monster, dent an infantry unit, or erase an infantry unit if it decided to devote all of its guns to it. And more to the point, when you tie up in close combat, if you've already used your combat doctrine that allows you to leave and then be able to shoot still and all that, Tactical. you could just yeah, you could just spend a stratagem and have them do it again. And that was the problem. The big point of frustration I ran into was old you know old guard me thinking i'll just get the vehicle in combat and then we'll just grab objectives and go and no that thing was like i'm not going to stand here and deal with that bye which is to say i think just about any marine unit can utilize that it's the holy cow but one thing to your question the ballast is dreadnought one thing on that point i didn't even remember that i could just stay in combat and shoot out of combat yeah yeah that was another big point but uh but i rather i i Listeners, I use the one-point stratagem to put any unit into combat, any combat doctrine. And I'm pretty sure I played it right. I don't think it had a stipulation on infantry or anything. Oh, just- boy, I hope you did. But like we said, there is no <laughs> there's no perfect 40K game. So even if you didn't, um, all the same, like that thing could have stomped its way and shot its way out of where, wherever it needed to do. Um, I'll tell you what I really liked. You didn't see a lot of action, um, but the, the Tyranid Hunter. The lone operative? It might just be I'm, I'm oogling more at that model, the, but... 
the lictors? No, no, you're you're the marina model. Um, oh, the lieutenant. Yeah, that the lieutenant. Uh, he was cool. Now he he ended up heading off the charge of the Gaunts before they could get to the dreadnought and try to make their mark. But ultimately, they just kind of hung out in no man's land, and I got to utilize that neat strategy and lets me respawn guys, and we just played Clash of the Titans until it was his time to move on. But yeah, I didn't know where your feeling of pain was coming from. I thought that was just a baked in thing for guns. I was like, dang, they're no, no, no. There, there's a stratagem that enables you to do that, and then there is the. Gosh, I'm not going to call it because I don't remember what it's called, but we'll just say the, until I get the name in front of me. Smoke out of the buck, butt bug. The psychophage, yeah. The venom crawler, as I almost called it once. Um, it is. Yeah. The the Bulbasaur, the Venusaur tyrant of them all, he was pretty neat. Um, admittedly, he just ran up, got shot, provided a feel no pain for a few turns, and then he couldn't even you know blow up when I needed him to, but that's all right. No, but honestly, man, if I have to make another MVP from the Tyranid side, those Vaughn Mang dudes licked Ripters, or Vaughn Mang Dune Lictors are pretty awesome. Um, being able to infiltrate them, being able to turn one, get in combat right away with your Librarian and your um, Pothcarry was pretty stellar. I do have to say that the box set was just weird uh, to attempt. I, I felt like, uh, looking at the community, everyone was just playing like 2,000 point games against each other, but I felt like the box set, like their encouragement was to play the box set versus the box set. And like, um, I mean, what did my apothecary do? He attaches to certain units that weren't even in the box. So it was just like he sat around and shot one pistol shot and attacked four times with. He's uh, a red herring against the Tyranny player is what I think he is. <laughs> I mean, really, like, because that was my first thought. I was like, I'm going to go after this guy. He's not going to collect a bio sample of my army. And I did. And he tied up those. Let me stand corrected. Von Dude Mang leapers uh, for some time. Von Dude. Von Dude Mang. Whoever Ryan, whoever Von Ryan is, we'll call him Von Dude Mang <laughs> from now on. Uh, but no, those guys were awesome. I, I thought they were, they, you know, for what they didn't do in damage, they certainly tied up. Uh, and I, I admire that from the game approach. You know, what I have been hearing from Marine players, uh, and in our game, uh, Stu Kari attached his captain to the Terminators, but I've been hearing Marine players that attach their librarian to those Terminators is coming in extremely handy against Tyranids because a lot of the Tyranid range attacks that are worth mentioning are psychic. And that dude gives them a four up feel no pain against psychic attacks. So a librarian with the Terminators, I think, is a, is a heck of a thing. It's that or the uh, bio, uh, biovores and all the massive amount of... Uh, right. What you call them? The, whatever the biovores shoot out, the, they have like... They're like moving... I hate to tell you bombs. what I used to call them. Sacks? Yeah, I'll say it rhymes with some. <laughs> it doesn't start with an S. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I, you know, I, I think, um, that box set, I think both sides are a great start. Uh, but yeah, that definitely feels a little, I say incomplete. Not everything pairs with everything. Yeah. It was just weird, weird attempt to maybe a judgment call, like forcing the onus to, to have a judgment call on the new player. What are you going to take where maybe a couple different playthroughs experiment with that unit with this? Were they expecting people to purchase more of each side to play the game? I think that's what it is. Well, that'd be weird. Yeah. Not to get too much of the detail, but units that did not perform well, and it's only because of unit placement uh, and just the game board opportunity at the time, but the, the uh, Tyranid, the wing Tyranid that they give you, this is what we get when I don't know my army, the wing Tyranid prime. He, well, he showed up, got some, scored some objectives, and got WTF pwned right off the table by that dreadnought. Yeah, two last cannon shots to his face. I just, I don't know. If I want people to, I, I think the attempt, every time they come around with a new addition, is to tempt everybody to, to join in and grab the new box set and play the new edition. And the tier, uh, I mean, for the Tyranids, I think everything looks awesome. And you, you played every game really well, uh, objectively. Um, it definitely should have put a bigger, shootier bug in there. Something. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm happy. Um, I don't think I'll play... And we talked about, like, oh, we're steering the Tyranids. I, you know, objectively speaking, I probably won't. Not for some time. Not before, you know, at least the Drakari and then eventually the Necrons. But uh, what I did enjoy Even was... Even with... Even with the new, uh, oh, we'll get pieces. to that. Um, <laughs> what I do have to say for for any Tyranid hobbyists out there that are wondering whether or not they should pick up this box if they haven't already, the assembly went very smoothly. Um, I used fifteen hundred sandpaper, so you can imagine all those mold lines are gone. But for once, in my own personal experience, the snap fit using no glue worked very well. I mean, it's almost oh, yeah. seamless, like edges. It's it was great. The design on the Terminators were the same. Same way? Okay. Yeah, everything was like, I didn't need to clean up any 
conjoining points. Right. Yeah, there's always that, like, you, you put a shoulder against an arm, and right where they meet, there's, like, a line you got to sand because it's just a gap. I didn't have a lot of that. It was almost like the, the chitinous armor was meant to, like, fit snug and, you know, overhang would obscure any, any gaps there. But So, yeah, highly recommend picking up that box set from a hobbyist perspective. I, I've spent maybe four hours a day, two days or so or longer, um, just rocking it out, and I enjoyed every bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I'm getting too old. <laughs> Uh, it was very therapeutic. But. It took about two day, two days, like maybe three or four hours a piece. Yeah, about the same. Especially that Nero tyrant, that dude. Not that it took me long to put him together. I think the longest part was marveling and how he came together. Like you have this stem, and you have the brain, and then you have these like pincers that remind you of like Shelob a little bit. Like it's a spider almost, but it's also not. It's very Ridley Scott, H.R. Giger, alien meets a, an arach, you know, arachnid a little bit. It's like. Whew. I think uh, I was watched uh, this this weekend was the the big tournament show me show me down show me showdown and uh, is that in Missouri the show me state yeah okay I just had to check <laughs> uh, guy was playing a neuro tyrant and I was like D- did you take the uh, unkillable neuro tyrant oh like yeah the, the enhancement yeah, well, you yep. took uh-huh. you want to tell the tell oh yeah it's a five up feel no pain and after it sustains a wound that, that feel no pain goes down to a four so it's a four up invuln and a four up feel no pain I, <laughs> yeah. I was like nah I'm not gonna and he's tough eight I mean <laughs> tough eight I think nine wounds or something I don't know like he took the one that lets you redeploy three units that's a that's pretty good I ended up taking that on the wing hive tyrant and just it was almost like isn't this fun what I'm doing you already know I'm gonna do it so it's like you don't trust what you see anyway on the table <laughs> But his particular list just had a bunch of big bugs that couldn't hide, and I was thinking to myself, that one, that seemed a little odd to take because what are you going to reposition like back over into the corner where you're still getting shot at? I don't know. That, yeah. that was a weird choice for me compared to like an unkillable like 2D flamer. That could uh, it could be that false sense of security where your opponent reacts based off of you deploy. Like there's that big bug there. I'm there, gonna put there this is. Over there's, here I'm not gonna shirk the the idea of rede- redeploying anything. Um, but I watched him play a Gene Sealer Colt uh, list, and it was ain't that the Ouroboros at work? Right here comes the, <laughs> the biomass ready to pick up its smoothie. We're not ready to phone home. <laughs> <laughs> um and. Uh, the the Gene Sitter Colt player um, did really well and outplayed the Tyranid player. So yeah, I was impressed. Uh, lots of 12. It's that Monkey DNA. It gives him some ingenuity that the, the hive mind, I guess, lacks. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it was, but uh, he got rid of a lot of key units first turn with the three inch coming in from deep strike units. Just blew up all the biovores, which is the indirect shoot and come shots. Yeah. And uh, shooting some shots. So then the Tyranid <laughs> player actually had to move around the field and like, uh-huh. uh, well, you can't just squirt on me all day. You got to move them big pinches. <laughs> you got to come get it. Right. And when, once you get rid of that, mm-hmm. so you can't have all the interactive, like potentially getting rid of the, the, uh, I, or the blips to get your units back. There's, there's nothing to keep the June Stiller Colt battle line units coming back uh, nothing to re- keep the replenishment coming okay which was like <laughs> i'm assuming that's as their army ability kind of what they need to keep themselves in the game so he pinpointed the units that uh, were gonna get potentially get rid of his blips and uh he took over the game yeah <laughs> nice but i saw some really really uh cool strategies and are we getting off topic here do we want to go back to I lay in a couple of them then we'll talk about the new uh, nid models the g-dub releases from this last week um, yeah, that tournament's a big deal. I mean, you had a lot to share with me off air, so certainly want to hit on that because it, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, interesting eye opener from what Sukari was telling me uh, between sessions. Um, so just just a couple things from the genes their cult perspective, uh, characters that I would never have thought uh, viable whatsoever was a clam of us. Took one and he kept blips around the clam of us, which is basically keeping people from deep striking on those blips. Okay, to get rid of the um. Uh, deep strikers for getting rid of them so you can't go within 12 <clears throat> and I was thinking how would I get around that with Dr- with uh, Drakari and uh, you think well, fire, fire and fade oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well good yeah. You, you think a u- good unit to deep strike and fire and fade uh, any of them any of them right <laughs> any of them that have a movement of like you know 14 or the greater <laughs> right 
And I yeah. was like, oh. They add insult to injury. Can you imagine like a Ravager coming in and just blowing the crap out of whatever like prevented it from deep striking it closer and then just whoop, moving up. <laughs> and getting rid of the blips. Right. I was yeah. like, man, this would be a good matchup. Um, and he I was, think so. That would be was, cool. He see. was top table. Okay. Uh, so I was. Uh, it was interesting to watch it um, play out. Um, against Big Bugs, he, he held his own. There's just like so many... Uh, interactions. The it's almost one, like a trademark slogan. Against big bugs, I hold my own. <laughs> T-shirt idea. Yeah. TM. Um, lots of like plus one to wounds. Sus- I mean, the sustain hits that came in. Um, and I think there was, there was something that was giving him sustain hits on fives. It was just like an, an ungodly amount of stuff. And uh, plus one to wound if they were on an objective, which sure enough, they were parked. <laughs> That's and nice. It just, like, sometimes it looked good, and then, like, nothing happened. He'd come back and, like, commit all of his shooting to kill a battle line, and he's like, okay. Put it right back. And I poop back out. <laughs> I was like, oh, this sucks to watch. And I, I uh, like, even he took a 10-man squad, and I didn't know all this stuff. A 10-man squad with um, Biologus. Okay. And the biologist has like some crazy stats, like once per game. It's like anti-infantry two up. He gets four attacks and it's D three plus three, but it's you know AP. So just is that like, a shooting or a melee attack? Melee. melee. Oh, he's got a big syringe or something. Hits on twos as well. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but it's D three plus three. Cool. But what he gave, he gave the uh, ten man brick of aberrance infiltrate. Oh wow! Yeah. So Jeez. And, and so he got to forward deploy and they're right out. Wow. They're, they're like the Necron Lord. If it's double you know, more than their toughness, it's the strength is more than their toughness. And you're going, Oh, the, the, the catacomb barge. You learn that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a neat trick. Negative one to wound. And they have a four fill in the pain. Wow. Jeez. You know, look at me like grotesques or something. That's cool. <laughs> I feel like that's what it should have Yeah, exactly. Been. Yeah. Uh, no, but that's cool. So what else did you see? I imagine, I'm sure you didn't see any Eldar there. There was zero Eldar do you playing go, or being win. Do you want to go full win? into this tournament and just... All right, let's do it. We're already here. We will We will circle back around. We'll put Thakir way around. Back to the Tyranid <laughs> releases um, here. And then our thoughts on it. So yeah, lay it on me. We're already in the realm of so, tournaments. So keep it going. After some of our faction previews and... and uh, discussions on our own who do you I think I just want to comment on that was probably more for our benefit than our audiences that were like rolling their eyes listening to Strander like haphazardly read through that shit no but we still gave our perspective <laughs> as we went oh absolutely no but like I, I feel I should say I feel like value added for me but all the same I want to know what a custodist does top 10 armies uh, name three oh. factions just a guess so what I would think um, I do think Eldari uh-huh. as, as much as I was kidding around I think Gene Sealer Cultists uh-huh. and the other I would say Marines always come naturally just because of the volume of play, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to get in the top 10. But I'm going to go ahead and say Marines with a soft asterisk next to that for Necrons. So Art of War, How which, close am I on that? which we know is Nick Nadavati's. Like the, they're like the number one team in the world, the number one players. They, you know, I have... I, I don't like it when they label something and say that it's going to be the best. And they, they're saying that Marines are top table. And I think the right build with the right player, um, potentially, sure. But we're not talking right player and right build. This is Midwest with some really good good players. Yeah, we don't read books. We too busy gazing at stars. Right? Picking our corn. Um, Someone's got to husk that for you. Top three, Eldar. Okay. Uh, number four, Tyranids, which I was oh, okay. super impressed with. Yeah, okay. Uh, he lost his first match and then tied his second match, uh, which he actually tied with the fifth place player, which was Gene Sealer Colt. Gene Sealer Colt, okay. So um, that was the guy I watched. Sixth player was our teammate, Aaron, uh, with Chaos Knights. Good job, Aaron. Chaos Knights, dude, rock and roll. Seventh was Eldari. Okay, yeah. And then I have to bring up my stupid app. You know, for an extinct and dying race, they sure have a lot of presence. <laughs> now, you remember when we were younger, you used to complain about that? Like, why don't we see any more factions and just Space Marines? All we see are Space Marines. Tournament gets taken away by Eldari. Someone should come in and fix this shit. Right? 
But seriously, someone should come in and fix this. <laughs> I. <clears throat> so you got, oh, curious though, what, eight, nine, ten? Are they all. That's what I was trying to look. Okay. I only had a screenshot and then I. Um... I guess it's just as well it goes to seven. That's kind of a magical number for the Eldari these days with the whole Incarn and Ari and all that fun stuff. You get your seven, your magic number. We know who plays seven. The Incarn was in everyone's stinking list. Really? So. I didn't know this until I watched a game and watched it happen. What happened? So... Because you used old, to be able to deep strike in when something died. didn't matter anything. what it was. Yeah. yeah. And But you had to play in it. You had to, like, kill one of their models. Right, or feed on one of yours or something. Yeah. On their turn. Oh, that's right. So you get to charge the next turn. Yes. Yeah. That is no longer a stipulation. It can just charge? It just... <laughs> ah! So, like, you blow something up in their back corner, and there's the incarn, and he charges next turn. Yeah. I don't, you know, if I'm going to go with the death cult, I think I would probably be more inclined to Nurgle, but they, but they would, they would dispute you and say it's a life cult, so whatever. They usually the same thing. I mean, what is Slanish? Pleasure cult, right? Yeah, and the Incarn is like the opposite of that. It's like, no, you need to be a monk non, and die. Non-pleasure cult, right? Sounds weird. like corn, right? Ah, no corn. I mean. <laughs> Okay, so if I may, I'm reading a Necron book right now, um, The Infinite and the Divine, or The Divine and Infinite. And Very intertwined. Yeah, well, there was an interesting notion that they talk about the creation of things in the primordial sense, and then the corals of the sea rose and birthed the first cities, and there's these fish swimming in them and all that. And there's only a sentience in so much that these these creatures like navigate around each other, right? Uh, until eventually, when the lizards crawl out of the water and that first source bites into something and blood gushes in its mouth, and it feels the pleasure of hot blood the kill, the murder, and all that. Corn's more about that. It's not about, like, stringing it out. There'll always be more to kill and, and claim. But, uh, no, there was something really neat about that. You know, the first sort of semblance of sentience was enjoying the kill. Hey. Okay. <clears throat> well, hopefully it pulls this up. Oh, don't don't sweat it. I think seven's a good number, seeing how the no, Incarn, no. like, swept. Eight. <clears throat> Eight was Aldari. Okay. Ninth is Tyranids. Okay. And then bringing in 10th is Ash Militarum. Whoa, we got a guard player placing. Okay. So top 10, and John Indelicate is another uh, local guy. Uh, he's, he normally plays Drakari as well. He's got Drakari, Genes to their cold, Tyranids. Those are like his uh, main. Okay. He bounces between Tyranids and um, Drakari quite a bit. But uh, in the state of things, he played Tyranids, and he lost twice out of eight games, which is not bad. There's only one undefeated player, Trainer Wolf. We can even look at their list, but... Um, so what this guy took, list is disabled. Never mind, I have to be a registered player for the event. You gotta sign that NDA and let them take you behind the ficus first. But, <laughs> remember when we were, like, I was trolling the interwebs and looking at some of the forums and everyone's like, Eldar suck. They, yeah, they yeah, lost I do everything. That. And then you even and with a like, nerf, those people don't know. With a one phase uh, uh, fate dice, they're still like broken as hell. They're just crushing it. Yeah. Good on them. They need to send, they need to sell some of those new models. Well, they need to make some new ones. I feel like the codexes are out of line here. <laughs> Yeah, I met the Eldari ones. You know, they just released those last edition. They got to make sure they they get, you know... Sold out. Yeah, that's always the game. So you can restock with new ones. But you still find that box set that came with the Warpsmith, the new Rangers, the Rangers on the jet bikes, and the new Autark kit, like, online for about what it went retail, if not cheaper. The one with Dr- with Drizar? No, no, I'm talking about um, Chaos, Space oh, yeah, Marines, yeah, yeah, and Eldar. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, that would have been after the Janesar release with the... That's right. Yeah, so their ninth edition codex released about that time. Yeah. No, they have. Here's my perspective. Other than the Incarn and a few outlying units, uh, melee Eldari just went out the window. You know, well, yeah, I wanted to add to that. So I was uh, talking over the weekend with a mutual friend of ours who plays World Eaters, and he was sort of shedding some insight. And I don't know if concern's the right word, but the idea of. Um, you know, what does one do against armor and a world eater's army if you're not taking Angron? And my first thought was like, well, demon engines, but they may not be able to pack that punch like they used to. So like there is kind of a, you know, melee may lack a little in that regard, albeit I'm sure world eaters are going to chew the fat in whatever unit they get into that isn't heavily armored and then probably put dents in anything else that is. So 
I mean, maybe it is 10th edition. I guess what I'm getting around to trying to say is maybe 10th edition around the board, Melee has sort of taken a hit. I feel like it has. I feel like... Uh Unless you're like Necrons, and it's like, hey, I'm going to drop this. Okay, I'll give you an example. There's that Necron stratagem that allows you to, I think, increase the strength and maybe the AP of their weapons if they have a leader in there. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, well, you're going to charge these Necrons that are strength four, one attack. I think they hit on fours, but they're going to hit on threes if the leader's in there. And now all of a sudden, they're going to be wounding you better. It's like, I don't know if I want to charge those guys for cheap stratagem. If I'm going to go into a tar pit and they're going to be able to strike me, maybe not as awesomely as I can strike them, but I'm not striking as well as I used to, and they're hitting me back pretty well there's weird deterrence like that too so it's almost like a coordinated effort has to take place between your shooting and your melee to really optimize that melee alpha you know yeah so let me let's let's backtrack the amount of melee units or like dedicated melee units that were like viable on a competitive setting are non-existent as many was many, yeah. So what so, we're thinking, we're thinking. So let me just break down Eldar. So we had, I mean, like everyone was taking Banshees. Alling Banshees, okay. They don't have the plus one wound anymore, so they're just strength four, neg two, okay. one damage. Um, their their sergeant's uh, pike weapon actually is pretty good. It's damage two, strength six, I think. What about the striking scorpions? The striking scorpions have uh, devastating wounds, uh, but they're all they're strength four. They were strength five across the board. Had plus one strength and I think neg one, but they had it. It was like, so I'm wounding you a lot, and I had devastating wounds. Now I'm not wounding you a lot, and uh, I, I mean with Karandris potentially, but that's like again, you're po- sinking. Yeah, points. you're stacking stacking points in that. And I think you mentioned this off air that when you're going to a tournament, you're usually going to spam what is more optimized than trying to, dare I say, have a fun list and have you know more of a variety across the board, a smorgasbord of units to say so. For every striking scorpion or howling banshee unit you don't take, that could be another awesome optimized shooting unit in an Eldari yeah. list. Yeah. Like, uh, let's take a look at... Um, but I just want to go down... Keep, let's keep going down the list yeah, of yeah, like... keep going. Uh, shining Spears? Like, on the charge, we're yeah, like... Are they, are they a little duller these days? They don't They do not <laughs> do anything. They get the Lance ability, and I think they're strength four. What they had was like a strength eight on the charge, like neg two, three damage kind of thing. But now they're like strength four with a, with a lance ability, which on the charge you get a plus one to wound, which is like dirt to dirt. Um, they're no longer that like trading unit at like high power, high intensity that like, you know. Yeah. When they that? look at a knight, they're like, oi, let's take down the giant. <laughs> but they're not doing that anymore. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know if... I mean, like, so yeah, the, the a, other... Melee, what about yeah. the Harlequin troops? I mean, they've always oh, been kind gosh. of a melee. So I mean, if you took Harlequin troops, they were... I mean, in the past, they were awesome. They had, like, strength four, neg two, two damage with uh, access to a plethora of uh, stratagems. Now they're one less attack, strength four, neg one. Yeah, you one get them damage. up to five attacks of strength three, and that might be attractive if you have, like, a troop master giving devastating wounds. I, you know, this is me coming from the Drakari player perspective, which is highly subjective, big asterisks to the point you're making, but I'd rather take, I'd rather take them over witches. I take my 500 points out of them, Yeah, you know, see what I can do as far as transports or just run them around and then invite my opponent to shoot at, what is it? Three up in or four up in Voln and they basically move over terrain still. Yeah. It's kind of cool, but yeah, to, but yeah, as, as the melee units are counted, uh, I could see where you're coming from. That the Eldari, and as we've already known, covered to death, the Drakari have suffered greatly. So let me tell you what he, what some of these top players were taking for Eldar. It, it, and essentially, it was just a bunch of shooting, which is sure, it's what's good, but it doesn't make it exciting. Yeah, let's take points after I just blow up everybody with shooting. So, the, I think the top player had two uh, fire prisms, one. Uh, Night Spinner. Um, he had three of the uh, indirect support weapons with D cannons. He had two of the Hornets. So here, let me let me explain a Hornet for you. Uh, I didn't know what it did. Eighty points, so five points cheaper than a uh, Venom. Tough seven, eight wounds. So one more strength or one more toughness. And you talking about the Viper. No, it's a hornet. What the, okay, you'll have to tell me what a hornet is. It's a Forge World piece. Oh, that's why. Okay. <laughs> has two bright lances. A little gray on those. And it has the rule of a reaver jet 
fighter bombs. Oh, right. oh. it flies over, does and does mortal D6. wounds. It does mortal wounds with six dice, eighty points. Very interesting. So get the every, frack out of here. Everyone That's, took two of those. That was in the top. You know player. what I hear when I hear that? Buy me, right? Buy three of me. <laughs> they had two or three. <laughs> They're cheaper than a ravager. Okay. Buy you know. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, keep going. Sorry. Then they would take two war walkers. Just clutching up my pearls over here. <laughs> two war walkers. And then uh, the flavor of choice was do you take a 10-man brick of Wraith Guard with the D cannons, which if you shoot them, they shoot you back. They react back. Okay. They react back, which is like, that's just a free ability, not a CP. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, they, if with a spirit seer they get plus one to hit and then they can bring guys back with a spirit seer the other flavor was lots of uh, warp spiders because they can just dash 24 inches just do a quick move 24 inches yeah with like devastating flamer hits now since you're more familiar with this if you don't know that's fine do they have any uh, risk for them warping around you roll like one dice not one for each guy uh-huh. but you roll one dice on a one one guy dies okay at least they still maintain that I don't I remember don't think the old edition it. was you rolled Dude. one for each guy it's like every yeah because the old edition you could you could extend that movement beyond what other a lot of other units could do and you treated it like it was dangerous terrain yeah yeah I kind of miss those days oh, you want to drop those those jump pack guys into this rubble roll it <laughs> Oh, all your ankles are broken. Yeah, not to say we need to like penalize melee units anymore than we already have in this edition, but that was fun times. The other options were the Knight Specters. It's another aspect warrior that just came out of GW's butt on uh, Forge World. Oh, okay, and they're like their version of Scourges. They can they can they have two shooting formats. I, I remember one, these guys. They got little like hollow jumpers and yeah, and you know. they they come in shoot and bounce. So they, were, I mean, it's like Eldar. You got to have something that that for Eldar, right? So they had something that looks like. So they had like two, like a flamer format, and then like a strength six, neck two, three damage shot, something like that. Sounds like good times for them. And then after that, it was like uh, Farseers and Spirit Seers, Doom Guide. Uh, some I saw somebody take a ranger squad, which was interesting. What about the Avatar Kane? Oh yeah, the the Avatar. No, 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 no. They would take uh, Incarn instead. The Incarn, wow, so every, in every, of, they were all Incarns. So the Avatar Kane has gone the way of the Kuvu. Okay, it's just gone. We're now all Incarn. I mean, that's an old phrase. That's that's before the Necrodermis times. On a phrase. competitive setting, to have a a a half damage beat stick that uh-huh. actually is good in melee uh, appear wherever you killed something. That's true. But I, you know, I, I was just asking in case it was in the, the sh- distraction effects, carn effects kind of approach where it's like, you want to no. shoot at this guy and he's reducing all the damage. Like not at a top tier level. Yeah. You literally like blow something up and then like, there's the incarn he can charge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like how stupid is that? And we have a, uh, Lost to advance and charge across the board. Like it's just like, where do you come up with this crap? Well, there's theories uh, circulating online, and one of the ones I, I happen to subscribe to is whoever inherited the Jukari book either didn't understand what they were writing, there was multiple people writing that weren't communicating, or what was the other one? Uh, they were rushed. I have heard that across the board. And I subscribe to all three. I think that that was multiple people writing it. They didn't understand necessarily what they were doing, and all three of them were rushed. Did you not have the old book and have any continuity with any, like, guess what? We're all about melee. It may have been written by an AI. Oh, that is. I mean, you're looking at, because, like, when we look at, I know this sounds, we're going to get really in the weeds and how, you know, my aluminum hat putting on here, but, um... So you look at like Hellblasters and it's like, why do they get to shoot at you after they die? There's nothing in the lore that I've seen that says this. And then you look at like, if I were I an AI and I would say like, well, most players took this with that. We need to shore up unit sales to make this better. We, we're not making as many ancients. So we'll just take the ancient they used to take with and make that rule in there. Like, I don't think a person made that decision. If they did, they weren't thinking about where the crunch and the fluff meet. So those of you out there that haven't assembled your Hellblaster units, you just go ahead and put an ancient in every one of them. Make one of those 10 models or five <laughs> models just with the big golf banner so we all know what the rule is. No, I'm kidding. Um, but Hellblasters like that, equal automaton. <laughs> yeah. I don't, like 
think Kingsley was telling me about an instance where two units of Hellblasters exchanged shots until only one of them was left alive. One round of shooting. Pew, 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 pew. You're dead. You fire. I die. You fire. <laughs> Whoa. Anyway, no ancients, ladies and gentlemen. No ancients needed anymore. Thank you, AI. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I wonder sometimes about that. Like, if you happen to have more than one Slith in the unit, it doesn't matter. You still get this. Well, yeah, I can only ever take one Slith in this unit. So, what's up? Why the wording? Like, I could have more than one. Yeah, I don't get that. I, I We... I acknowledge, and I'm sure you do, that we know that GW is first a company to make money. Yeah, I can't. There aren't too many companies out there that don't exist to make money. Um, even the ones that claim they don't are usually in it to make more money than not nonprofits. Uh, but all the same, you know, that's fine. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and gravel about something that happened to Games Workshop. I still love what they've done to my arm. I still love the Drakari line. I'm going to paint the crap out of it. And I mean, even, I'm still putting together, I'm putting together models right now from, to catch up on what I need for like a 2000 point list that are, geez, how old's a Ravager? I mean, we've gone on it. It's like 2008, 2009, that model something kit, like that. something like that. And it's like, this is amazing. Like I don't, they don't need to replace this. Amazing. No, they, they've weathered really well, but here's putting on my, my business cap here. There's no, here comes the big boy brain. Here's, there's nothing to, to say that you don't make good units for each faction that make them competitive and give it an appeal to want to play that army. I I don't I don't care if it's like the power of the month and everyone goes out and buys this crap that we've we've just sent to China to make a bunch of plastic that we actually have in backstock that we can sell. You can do that with everything. Yeah, I have wonder sometimes if the decision is more how, you know, you can do it, but the profit margin and gains, you know, how much of my factory I want to make X and guarantee sure. those sales. And if I can't guarantee sales, like if everything's competitive, then there's no obvious buy. But if certain things are more competitive than others, that's the obvious buy. I know I can allocate my resources there and save money, time, effort, energy, you know, by doing that. I think that's probably the approach, but who knows? I mean, again, that has, that has to be it. I mean, it could just be a retarded AI. It could. <laughs> like they come to it, like the Votan come to there. <laughs> what do we do? Give me. 30 years. We lit- they literally ran out three months later of like all their key units and like didn't restock for another three months. Yeah. I sold some of the. Uh, well, on that note, their- the local game store distributors, how's the Lionel Johnson stock going? Because I hear it still kind of sucks. Uh, yeah, I went to three stores to buy them up to sell them online. Not that I do that on a, on a regular. Not like you're part of the problem here. Thanks a lot. But I, Scalper. I actually wanted to get it for certain people. They were like, hey, we're all looking for stuff. Can you go out and find it? So we all like, I have like a little discord of like six people, six, eight people that like we all go out and buy stuff for each other if we can't find things. Nice. So I went out and went, I was riding my motorcycle looking for stuff and I couldn't, out of the six stores that are, you know, 30 minutes from me, I couldn't find any. So I did find Farsight model. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's still on pre-order when I saw that. This is yeah. some funny stuff. I, I don't get their business model. They've, consistently had profits which to me means that that everything is by design for sure so do we do we well they didn't have to roll their toy sales in with their theme park sales to you know make sure no one knows that Rose Tika doesn't sell right (laughs) do we take our minimal calculated profits or do we gamble and actually try to make the game Fair, equal, yeah, and good. I, and you know, I'll tell. I'll be honest with you too. I am not a business major, nor have I ever have been in my life. Uh, so I can't say for sure. But but we can speculate. So I mean, when we and we have, um, and just interesting. Um, we should go ask the Panzer taking the link. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay. So what what up next? So any more we want to hit on the tournament scene? Um, I um. So, I mean, essentially it was just Eldar. Lots of shooting. Lots of shooting and lots of Eldar doing it. I mean, I didn't know. And again, like, you you read it, and then you're like, huh. And then you see it on the table, and you're like, oh. oh. Like a night spinner. I would never take that hot garbage strength six AP dash two damage with uh, devastating wounds and twin linked. It's 2d6 shots out of line of sight. I was like, eh. Yeah, but the devastating wounds of twin linked, as you were telling me, I was like, yeah, that's good. And then there was another piece of that too, isn't there? Yeah, you throw guide in there. Yeah, you re-rolling all your hits. I'm like, oh, yeah. That's- and you fish for the sixes. Like you don't care what what strength or toughness it is. It just 
I'm gonna get my mortal wounds through on a vehicle. Like I watched a Eldar player play another Eldar player. Imagine that um, on table three, and the guy had taken some Harlequin uh, Star Weavers. Okay, and they were those are pretty nice. They're tiny, and so they could hide. So he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna shoot him with my night spinners, and I'm gonna guide him. <laughs> and all I need is three sixes out of the two d six, right? Yeah, with a guide and." Uh, to blow up your vehicle. And then you have a four up invuln to try and save on the other ones. Yeah. Wow. So it was just like all I could think was like, how do I how would I survive that as Drakari? And I've I've real recognized that the state of the game is in a beta state and it's just like I'm gonna I'm gonna play him in stride and and have fun. Yeah, you know, we, we were looking at this edition, as you know, from the previous shows coming into this, trying to compare it to ninth. And boy, does it feel wrong to do that. Because in our experience, I felt like, I mean, it's not as drastic of a change, as radical of a shift of the planes as it was going from Warhammer Fantasy Classic Old World to like Age of Sigmar. But that's about the closest like experience I can relate this to. Anytime in ninth edition that a, an army got shot up to 60% win rate on the tournament scene, like GW was like on them. And then now it's like they took everything that they were working on and just like vomited it and took a sh- took a big old dump on it. Any good ideas go in that bucket. Hey, players, the onus is on you to make the game better, right? It's fair. I mean, they're not wrong. The onus is on us to do that, but to to see it kind of be reiterated in such a fashion, like almost through neglect, like indirect fire. Like you need to raise yourself. Okay. <laughs> Why did indirect fire? become a thing again after they knew that it was a it was a problem and let's not just do indirect fire let's make a whole faction of i'm towering and i pretty much have indirect fire and can see over everything aka knights i saw a boatload of knights it's like every uh everybody who didn't have motivation and uh hey now maybe they just like the army (laughs) And they and BattleTech is too small for them. Maybe I, I don't want to be rude, but too late. Keep going. I'm no. not doing it. I'm um, not doing yeah, it. well, hey, let's uh, let's talk about some positives, or I don't know how we'll go positive or not, but let's look at the new GW releases. Of course, we don't have video here, so those of you that know, we're we'll just pull up and sort of you know review and describe what we see and give you some hot takes. Oh goodness! <laughs> so. Yeah, go ahead and tell me what you start with, and I'll like try to envision my head and tell you my first impression, and we can go back and forth. Let me. On that. We're jumping to the Warhammer community site, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, your portal into all things Games Workshop, right? And they have a. It bothers me that each one has its own page, rather than just like. So let's just start with one that I actually appreciate and find. Good is they redid the Gene Stealers. So you're counting Gene Stealer Cold and Tyranids both. Great looking model. Yeah, and they got big arms, but I like it. Like really big arms. Like their their top arms are they're like They're the size huge. of their thighs. Yeah, they're they're huge. Which kind of dudes sense. are lifting. Right? Now they're two, cool looking. They're two wound Gene Stealer Cold. They don't retardedly fit over their base, like just hugging it, making it a nuisance or anybody wants to move it. I do like dynamic bases, but when everything is dynamic, it's not, it's just like, what else can jump off a effing rock? What can't jump off a rock? Right. Yeah. This is this is tenth edition, and we're all jumping off right. rocks. Well, I know. I was thinking more, not so much the leader on the pipe, but their old models. Like they hug that 25, 32 mil base like tight. It was. It wasn't. They're not. They weren't. I'm sure they weren't be attractive. Thirty two plus. Yeah, and they're going to look good doing it because they're open. Yeah. Like they're 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 uh, they're mid size. Their core is expanded as they're reaching out for you. Here, I'm going to make an adjustment so you can take a look at uh, some of these pictures. Oh, yeah, there's only a couple of them on rocks. I know, but it's still funny. Like, what if I wanted a world that didn't have rocks? Uh, jumping to the next one, we have the Biovore and Pyovore remake. The Our Horrifying Living Artillery. And let me tell you, if I was... I almost thought it said Living Artery because it's just looking at what's on its back. Oh, God. It's a penis. It... Yeah, it's, it, it's phallic. It's an uncut dong. It's a hun- uncut ding dong. And it's going to squirt all over the battlefield. And, you know, and as we're making fun of this thing, because it does have balls in the back of it as it humps up, as we're making fun of it, it's Big highly balls. appropriate. Like, it does make sense that this 
I mean, I don't want to sound like a pervert, but this this doesn't bother me that it's a big thing that's going to sure. squirt all everybody. I will say, <laughs> it looks like if I was a space marine manufacturer and I was making bugs, what would I do? I wouldn't. I either have it like guns on arms, but this literally looks like a turret placed on a back. Yeah, it looks like it grew a, a penis out of its back, the dragon walker, and it's just gonna it's gonna squirt it's real hot weird. magma on you. It's real weird for me. Like it, it literally like comes straight out. And it's then a, dude, it's ninety a, degree it's angle a, forward. Yeah, it's the HR Giger stuff because I mean, even the, as we said already, it already looks like some coma there that it can sh- shoot out those little those little mines. This one has some 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 armor on 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 the back of its scrotum. That's good. I wish sometimes I had more armor on mine. But this this part, the spider looking part, looks like a roach from StarCraft too. Does it? I think it just looks like another Tyranid bug. But you're more familiar with that than I am. Uh, they just they're more like space dragons. That looks more like a Spoder's front. For sure. Which is like the roaches from StarCraft. Okay. And we all know the ancient battle between... Yeah, I see it now. They are they are roaches. Yeah, the ancient battle between, you know, developing a Games Workshop, you know, game, Blizzard. taking too long, thing. there's the road, and then coming out with your own. And then the Tau became a thing. Isn't that cool? All right. <laughs> <laughs> so we have our Hormigons, our... our um, yeah. Swarm Killers. Uh, we actually, Termagons and Hormagons. Okay, yeah. The Termagons are looking pretty cool, and it looks like the Hormagons have their weapon options now. So yeah. you're not just. Some new ones. It looks like this is a barbed Hormagon because it looks like the barbed gun. Yeah, that, that's on the profile, but no one, no one in one our is, game took it. That one is the Devour. And then we have some new ones. This looks like a little sniper rifle. Yeah. Could be, looks like a little AR 15 from a Gaunt. <laughs> Tell you and what then, it doesn't look like. It doesn't look like it's Hang Dang. <laughs> and then this one. I bet you is, is a flamer. Yeah, that's weird. They are legitimately new guns because, I mean, we only got three profiles, a flush bar. Yeah, okay. Yep. And this one looks like a flamer. I I mean, unit options is great, um, which which they didn't give the index. Good start to 10th edition. You're going to take this, and you're going to like it. You just try it. Let us know what you think. And then, you know, we'll Can give you Can you imagine options. two Dark Lances and... Uh, Two blasters, if I could take that as an option. Be pretty cool. Cobble Light Warriors would be good. Even better. What do you They're mean, like now. you could take 20 with four blasters and two dark lances? Yeah, that or would be really awesome. You couldn't have four in a 20 man squad. Well, right now it's dark lance heavy splinter cannon. So if you could replace that heavy splinter cannon, oh, with I see what you're saying. Lance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but in previous iterations, it was like a heavy weapon for every 10 guys. So yeah. I'm getting wrapped around that axle. But yeah, no, I'm cool with that. Let's just have, let's just turn everything into Cobble Light Troop Horn Squad, like old school ones. Right. Give us options. Get rid of the index. They're going to come with Ripper Swarms. That was a fun thing in our game. Uh, I'm going to really backtrack. You ready for this? I'm I'm ready. So our battle for Ogryn, uh, as we mentioned, was a tie. We did a coin flip, both battles. Um, the second battle was legitimately a tie, but the first battle, I'm glad the Marines won because upon further inspection, the Ripper Swarms, which had claimed an objective, have OC zero. And at the time, I figured a model would claim it, and then it would immediately get recontested. But I think you have to have an OC value to claim an objective to begin with not just have a model next to it. So if you, ladies and gentlemen, know the answer to that, which, of course, this is uh, this would be a red mark on my side and a legitimate one for the Marines, totally open to being corrected here, send it our way. But I was wondering about that rereading the rule. I have, yeah, I haven't really thought about it because in old editions, it was just like yeah. uh, objective control or, it, yeah, was the was the rule and it was like... Anything so you went to... Obje- oh, it was objective secure. And if you went to objective secure, you went to objective secure... Um, then it was just model count. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't have objective secure, you just took it. So, but you also, like, I'm in the backfield without any objective secure, just holding on my own objective. Yeah, it's not a stretch to imply in the new edition that if you have OC0, you probably don't claim anything. But, you know, maybe the spirit of it is that a model does it but doesn't hold on to it. I have no idea. I uh, mean, anyway, like, as we, I mentioned that because I'm looking at the Ripper Swarms and they're pretty cool, but there's a unit that doesn't have a place in that freaking Leviathan box set because you need a minimum unit of three of them. They give you two. They don't really attach to the Gaunts as far as the Index is concerned, so I guess I'm going Combat Patrol rules, baby. You don't have to look it up on air. We can, I know we don't have to look it up on the air. We're going to do it anyway. I'm going <laughs> to keep flipping because it's it's an interesting point. And I, I want to I want to see the bugs, though. All right. Okay. We're going we're gonna to keep going to the bugs. I'm in control. I'm in control. I'm in control. Okay. What is that? Sorry, you remind me. Will Ferrell from you found it down? <laughs> I'm in control. Everybody quiet down. Ashley Schaefer, BMW. Isn't that a girl's name? Oh, that's a compliment. I love women. <laughs> All right. The Vectors of 
Terror. Dude, I like that one. What's that guy's name? It's like a bunch of different lictors. It's like a snake. Okay, the psychic-looking lictor. That thing it's looks... a sloopy snake lictor. Yeah, this is the Von Mang's Reapers, are, or Leapers, are having some more stuff come out that's sort of in the same vein as them. Then you have like a Prime lictor-looking uh-huh. guy. Like a Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, he'll deliver your death to you in two days or less. This one's called <laughs> Lictor Biofarm. Is the, this one's called a Death Leaper. Interesting. I like the big brain on him. Big brain energy. He, he has legs and a sloopy tail. And then we have like this one that looks like he's got a skirt. Yeah, and they did preview him already uh, yeah. somewhere. He looks pretty cool, but you want to talk about somebody that's already on a piece of terrain. He does have a skirt. Oh, man. It's like a cape. It's skin, a cape. Skin skirt. Yeah, he's got a skin cape. And it's he doesn't have to sew it on like homunculus does. He just has it. He just grew it himself. Yeah. I mean, it still looks cool. I think so. Yeah, I, I like... There, I don't think there's any of these new models I dislike. And I'm not just saying to kiss ass, because frankly, we've had enough to bitch about GW on this episode. I'm very happy for the tiered players. I feel like we're being objective. Yeah? Yeah. I feel like I can never be objective when it comes to Games Workshop. Too much skin in the game. <laughs> right? <laughs> Too much flesh craft in this workshop. Okay. Whoa. Okay, this is like a mega hive tyrant. So this is core... Oh, the, okay, so they the call him the Norn. The Norn. I almost, I keep seeing Nom and Norm. Norn Emissary. I know, but I'm always going to say Nom or Norm. And Norn Assimilator. Creatures spawned when the hive mind has a crucial goal it simply must accomplish. So what is this, better than the Swarm Lord? Lord. Let's, let's give the uh, Tyranids the uh, Space Marine treatment. Well, it's what I'm kind of wondering here. I think somebody made a, a point I was reading. It may have been... Oh, geez, I can't remember. But there, there's a lot of big bugs, and that's like the one thing Tyranids already have an excess of. It's like, can the bugs get any bigger? Because it's not a target I can hide. It's not a target that looks like it's highly mobile or can deep strike. Not only can they get bigger, they so, can put penises on their back. Yeah, but the problem from a competitive, <laughs> and we're getting serious, is like, everything is an easy target then. And everything's going to die that much more quickly. So it's like, that's all well and fine. I got this awesome new looking model, but it's probably going to get removed off the table before any of my old shit does just because of its size and its threat level. It's the knight treatment. So how much, but that's the, that's, but the, that's all that's in the knights are just knights. The tyrant is, it's like, keep, make, stop it. Just give me something different. Which right. they have, they have, but you know, some of this is like, this is just remakes. My new leader is just a bigger hive tyrant that looks cooler with brains, and did that's you remember, awesome. Did you remember the swarm lord? He the, he had one brain. This guy's got two. He's got two. He's got two brains. And he's an assassin. These are supposed to be assassins, right? I don't. This one I don't know. It says I towering mean, assassin. Yeah, it says it right there. Oh, okay, this is hilarious. It's like okay, maybe it's got chameleon like skin. I don't know. I'm curious. I want to see its rules for it. For it, subjectively crap all over it. I mean, make the Moloch and the Trigon Prime good. A little bit better, yeah. Every time I hear somebody talk about one of those, this is how the story goes. You ready? It came up from the ground, and then it died. (laughs) Every every time. Remember when we, like, it could come up, do a blast thing, and then we would set it, like, as close as the blast as possible? It was, like, the most jankiest rule when it came out. Yeah. And you're like, is this good? I don't know if it's, it can't char. Okay. And then people are like, there, it's there. Okay. Everyone turn around, shoot it. And they go, ah, die. Like every time. <laughs> Maybe it was just our group. And we had a couple of different tiered players. So it wasn't like it was like one idiot in the group. But anyway, I digress. Uh, I like the new models. I like the big bugs. You want to talk about roaches? That looks like he has some roach antenna on his crown. Right. The nom nom, bu- I mean, the Norn bugs. What? So do, what is a Norn? Should we Google it? We can. I mean, I'm curious if Norn is just a, like, is Norn a guy? And, like, he named him, like, Von Ryan with his Mang, his Von Mang Reapers, Leapers. Says Norn, a form of Norse formerly spoken in the Orkney or Shetland. It's probably, so it's probably it's not connected to the Nids. They're not Nordic. It's just, <laughs> and the dragons, maybe, but not Nordic. <laughs> uh, relating to Norn. Yeah. That's funny. Celtic. Celtic what? bugs. <laughs> Celtic star dragon bugs. <laughs> uh, this is the best episode. <clears throat> I will likely get that codice. So ladies codex. So ladies and gentlemen, I will read it and I'll let you know what it is from a fluff perspective if they're if GW is so kind to include fluff this time around in their books. They're already so, poor wondrous. That's where I'm I'm nervous. This one's got bigger claws, this one's got tiny claws and like barbs. 
This one's got a kung fu action grip, and when you pull its tail, it says five different catchphrases. One of which being, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Ah, it looks cool. I just, you know, if I already have a prime. It's going to be $100. Yeah, probably so. That was the other thing I was. uh, I mean, look at it. It's giant. It's bigger than a Wraith Lord. Not as big as a Wraith Knight. Calm down on everybody, but. That was the other thing I was talking about We in, the, in this discussion of getting new players. You know, every edition they want new players. Um, do you think that making a combat patrol, which doesn't come close to 2,000 points, $160, and most of it's garbage, sometimes, sometimes not, is a good way to for an entry point for anybody? I think so, if you can convince them to buy it and they think it is, then you win. So the <laughs> argument I'm... I'm, yeah. I mean, essentially, that's, that's it, right? That's marketing. That's, I mean, yeah. that's every commerce. Yep. It's all a consent based game. So, you, you mean, it does feel bad that the guy that didn't know is like, I'm just going to roll the dice and see if this is good. I don't want to put any more research in that. Let's just see what happens. But we think about a video game being like $70 now. That's why I don't buy them. Uh, I mean, even then, you're getting like 20 to 50 hours of enjoyment. And it's. Can you the- call it that? I'm, if you like I'm, it, I always say I'm, I'm firmly becoming more of the anti-digital entertainment. But certainly, the more you play 40k and paint models, the less attractive things like Diablo. Or, you know, I don't. That's I my mean, opinion. I enjoyed though. Diablo, the new one, the, even the redo on the second one. Again, like I think you just call say how many troons do you guys have employed? And they're like, oh, we have a handful. You're like, I don't need to play that game. <laughs> It, but if you know, honestly, if I did that, then I probably wouldn't be playing Game of Thrones stuff either. But I know I, oh god, I'm so conflicted with that. <laughs> it's all good. I, at the end of the day, no matter how shitty the combat patrol rules are, Drakari or any of the other ones, man, the models are great, and you want to paint them, you'll have your day in the sun. There, I mean, well, Look, hopefully by then they don't replace everything you bought. But it always comes around the pendulum. It You're does. In the pyramid, the pendulum I, like a metronome is going to swing back your way. I never want to poo-poo on anybody's idea, and people who I've introduced to the game have always said, you know what. Pick something that looks awesome. Yeah. That you like the look and aesthetic for, paint it up and make it work. Yeah. And most of the time, those people will stick with that army and they're happy usually. They're, they're happy. They're chasing and, their own tail. And they're and they'll they they grow competitively. And uh I mean that essentially essentially is my story with Jakari. Like but uh I see a lot of gray here. That's Eldar. I know. <laughs> There's can I can I make an on air announcement then on that note? Sure. All right. So, you know, me and the boys, Shukari included, we're in the month of August gonna devote an hour a day to paint the gray away. Uh gotta get the gray out of our lives, gotta get the gray off our models and some paint on them in place of. So yeah, uh we'll look forward to and if we do if we have the consent of the bros, we may post some of their work as well. But I will be, you know, looking at the continual growth of our friends, our peers, their projects, as well as our own. It's going to be fun. We need to set up our uh, multimedia, social media. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, we're still, ladies and gentlemen, just getting the training wheels off. The you know, Honestly, the rest off in some respect and the training wheels put to use and eventually taken off. So I think this is a good sort of learning curve or, or learning opportunity to you know get into have, it. But I also have an announcement. So uh, in lieu of... What happened this weekend? You're not pregnant, are you? I am. I am pregnant. It's going to be a soccer player. I can feel it kicking. I'm going to put stickers on the back of my car. It says uh, butthole on board. <laughs> Just kidding. Go ahead. Um, this is future date in six months, which kind of gives me a good timeline. Um, we're going to help sponsor and help run, or at least, yeah, we're going to help run. I can run. get coffee for peace. Fine. I can help run uh, our team's. Um, tournament called new year's knockout so we just had show me showdown uh nathan martin ran that one and i'm going to take over and do the business plan for new year's knockout dude formerly held at the geekery we are no longer uh going to hold it there we're going to be hopefully i have a uh i have two other locations uh we're just kind of bidding on what's going to be cheaper okay um but do you get that ladies and gentlemen lowest bid wins No, we're working class guys like you. You should think that charming. But I thought apparel, 
sponsorship and we're going to be we're going to be do, I already have somebody that's going to bring all the tress work and do all the video work. Cool. And okay. I talked about him doing us doing talking points, doing live show oh, as narrators wow. for big step in Dark City Discord. I yeah, I would do that for free. I well we are doing well, it for we're free. Gonna, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah uh, I'm in. I need to beat your team if that's all right. Some point. Yeah, you need to meet him. Um, essentially, whatever you're... Um, we talk about it off air, but no, that's a great... So that's, that's These hot announcements, I didn't know that going into it, and I don't... Stu probably suspected I was going to talk about Paint the Gray Away, but a little on-air surprise. No, it's exciting stuff for the channel. Um, it's going to be exciting to play 40K. Um, I'll start running events um, across the Midwest. So I, it's going to be... It's, it's a big step for me, at least. Because I like to play, um, but if I'm not playing, then I sure want to be helping everybody else. Yeah, being in the lifeblood of it. And those of you out there, if you do want to somehow participate, albeit indirectly with Paint the Gray Away, email us at, you know, webwayworldwide.gmail.com, um, and we'll honorable mention stuff on air. Yeah, we're going to get our Facebook, Instagram stuff set up, so we're going to just... Can uh, we pay an AI to run those? I don't... <laughs> I have a... I pay... I just set it up... Um, basically make one post there's a there's a lady named marcy in indonesia that's going to run up for us she's great nice lady talked to her for a long time on the phone she do a good job so (laughs) look forward to that um we got to feed her too so please keep that in mind yeah is there anything else you want to talk about i mean that's a lot to unpack but uh Uh, we we kicked around off air the idea of talking about lists adjacent to or outside of drukari i think we could save that for another time no, I, I think it's a good idea. Because, so, man, those Tomb Kangs in space, they crush hard. So, Scott, do you want to tell us what... So, he's going to do us a list and a solid... Oh, it's done. The, yeah. The like, list is... I might tweak it a little bit, but... We're going to go... He's going to go into detail of, like, what his competitive list is going to look like. Or even... It doesn't matter if it's competitive yeah, or dude. not. It's going to be good. Well, yeah. You guys out there that are competitive probably hear what I have to say. And they're like, yeah, I've read that story. That's cool. But that shit don't work on the tabletop when you're in the real league. So... I also, you know, offer input. Let me know because I, I do like losing the hard way, but sometimes it's better to lose the easy way too. And I'm gonna go for the uh, bio biomass uh, of the what is the gene circle? Oh, the sycophants of the biomass. Yeah, yeah. The there you go. Yeah, I mean the smoothies of the tyranids. <laughs> you make sure you write a manifesto and tell them how the the workers of the world unite to praise the star gods that will come. Post haste and return home. Talk about an army I wish somebody else would paint. You don't want to paint it? I mean, I want to I paint everything. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, I think what you need to do, and this is just, you don't need to do anything I say. Don't tell me I live my life right. But value maybe at it. Remove all the gray from here. And then just put the Gene Sealer Cultus in its place. I need to finish. That way you can like hyper-focus on project by project. Yeah. I need to finish, vet out all my Drakari options. There you go. Like I've swapped all my arms and my Talos for the the Twin Link liquid fires. Okay. So you, I mean, you have the tail, you have the liquid fire, and then you have the gauntlet. Like adding another close combat arm adds no effect to it. Right? No, not unless you're looking to have macro scalpel additional attacks from the. T- it doesn't give you additional. Oh no, 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 yeah. from the anchor injector. Yep, yeah. Yep. I don't think it's worth it. I'd rather have a D6 shot on a flamer that's Twin Link that's Nick One. So after you're done equipping all that out, you're thinking then to build out Gene Sealer Cultus, huh? I kind of want to. Uh, you got that. options, man. You got options between that and your Eldari. And to be honest with you, like it, when one gets hit by the nerf hammer, I don't think they'll do two, two for one deal. They might. <laughs> oh man. You always got Marines of, then. I and, and I then think about that. <laughs> you got Marines still. And then, you know, God forbid they can't make him any worse than Jakari are allegedly. So when you're good, like even, let's take ninth again, Ninth edition perspective when Jakari were really good and they kept doing like the little tiny nerfs. Uh, I still played the crap out of them and, and performed well. Yeah, it like, was enough to, to adjust to, and it wasn't like a drastic change. Like the what 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 really set my tombstone was when guard came out and they're like, "Hey, guess what? We guard get to ignore indirect shooting." And their uh, tanks have armor, contempt, and shit like that. And they have like 17 different stratagems that either cost zero P, zero CP or one CP that mm-hmm. like counter everything that I did. I was like, okay, this is not fun. Yeah. I also have been um, buffing up my Drukari 
I mean, I've got a sh- I mean, not as much as you have built. Maybe in Kabbalite Ragnar, but I finished a third Ravager. I now have my three five-man units of Scourges. Uh, some hunting and pecking around on eBay. I managed to procure in total eight Heat Lances. It's really six, and then two of them are Haywire with Clip. And then four Haywire Blasters, so well, we're ready. I've got four Haywire, four Dark Lances, uh, four Heat Lances, and eight Shredders from last edition. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think uh, the only... Yeah. So we'll continue shoring that up. And then, frankly, I will be so hyper-focused on painting the Drukhari to see through an army that I doubt I will have time to even look at Necrons, but as far as, like, seriously put stuff together and paint. Um, but when I am ready for that, I have a heck of a good start. I mean, six, no, 40 Warriors, already Silver, ready to go, like, and half the vehicles, but no, gotta, I'm excited. you got to have your priorities, and I think that's yeah. a good one. I, and again, just to put even more emphasis on it. The army with the competitive edge is not what I'm attracted to right now for 10th edition. A time may come. I'm more play style. I like the fast. I like uh, glass cannons and of course the aesthetic and even more to that point, having just finished the Path of the Dark Eldar like book series properly Path of the Archon being the last one. Like I'm stoked. Like, they're a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean thematically and, and the fluff wise even even with a defeat on the table like it, it doesn't matter. Like there's so much going on it with is. that army to keep you in it. I'm excited for a, you know a year down the road that we potentially get a bunch of new stuff. I just castigators, man, oh man. We'll have to talk about that next time. What was it? Castigator, and that we'll go into that something that happens oh, yeah. in the Dark Eldar novels that oh, yeah. could be a potential new unit if somebody was reading them, but they probably don't want to give them you know wraith guard and wraith lords really. Yeah, I mean that. I... But they're really cool. Okay, we've probably beat this to death. Do you want to send us off on anything cool? Uh, enjoy yourself stay classy all that the fun don't let other people like us tell you what to do <laughs> but be sure to keep listening yes yes <laughs> like comment and subscribe we're on iTunes Spotify just about every uh, podcast uh, genre or platform out there yeah you're walking down the street you're like what's that you listening to it's probably a little bit of Dark City Discord as he tunes it into something better but just know that we were on for a second and we matter. So yeah, we'll, we'll catch you next time on the Dark City Discord. I've been Batch Brother Scott. I'm Batch Brother Stewart. Signing out. <laughs>